and welcome to 1923 Main Street. Home of the Daddy-Daughter Disney Travel Podcast. We are your hosts. I am Mike Bellobradic. And I'm Amelia Bellobradic. And today we invite you to join us on a journey to the future of Walt Disney World vacation planning. Yes, what will it be like? So today we're going to talk about just that. We don't really know what it will be like, I'll say up front. But there's so much going on right now that we thought it would be a fun topic to talk about some of the changes that are underway this summer at the parks or will be shortly and also there was an announcement last year we may forget already about the Disney genie so we'll get into that how does all this fit together there's one thing I think we can say for sure vacation planning for Walt Disney World will not be the same ever Ever, again ever again and it's changed a lot now is that necessarily a bad thing yes you think so You think it's good the way it is now? Yes. I don't. So let's start this episode, and it's going to be a little freeform this week on the show, but let's talk about what is the current Walt Disney World vacation planning experience, right? I think it's, (laughs) it can be very stressful. Now, we're regular visitors, and I have to say, even for frequent visitors, and if you're local, it's a little bit different because you're not planning a vacation in the same way as uh, those of us who fly in and book hotels and all that sort of stuff for a week's stay, typically, all that jazz. and all that jazz, <laughs> right? So even you must sense this because I call you in when we're doing parts of it. Yeah. But right now... I mean, no system is perfect and no, that, you're not going to get it perfect. Absolutely. Some changes may make it better, but it can never be perfect. That's Someone right. Someone will always find a flaw in it. And better for who? Because this exactly. is, you know, that's a really good point because there's so many different types of travelers. Like we just said, there's those who are local and they're not really vacationers. They're more frequent daily visitors to the park. And then there are those who sort of go once, maybe only once or once in a while And then there are those who go every year or every two years, or even those like us who go multiple times each year. So every one of those people has a different experience. And right now, let's talk about vacationers. So what do you do right now? Well, you go online through My Disney Experience, which has come a long way in recent years. I actually quite like it. It's pretty good, the app and and on the website, however you use it. But what's the first thing you do? What do you book first? Fast passes. No, your hotel. You've already booked that in order to book fast passes. In fact, fast, fast passes are third. Yeah, you. That's have when to... I call you in. <laughs> yeah, sorry. This is this is my part. My okay. part is come in, choose my rides. I, I don't do any of the actual. Well, let's booking. see. Okay, so let's talk about the experience because mm-hmm. this is how it gets sort of tense. So right now you go online, you sort of know when you want to go, or hopefully you know. And really, mm-hmm. if you want to stay where you want to stay and all that jazz, as you just said. You want to do this as early as possible, like a year in advance if you can. Yeah, see, for me, we're doing this school project and we have to look at hotels and like they're all sold out. Like exactly. I was looking at dates and like I have to pick for like next March. So it starts very stressful right off the bat, right? You've got to get a hotel, but it gets worse as you go. And then this is what less frequent travelers are usually stunned by is, okay, at six months out, right, 180 days, book that dining. And it, and it really matters if it's a busy time of year or you want one of those coveted restaurants that sell out fast. I mean, you got to be on there getting up at 7 in the morning or wherever time it is, wherever you live, and to, to get on there quickly and book that dining. And it's like a very stressful experience. And then it it's gone, right? It sells out so fast. <laughs> 
And if you have a travel yeah. agent, they're doing that for you and they got to do it for multiple people. So they're even more stressed. And then at 60 days out, if you're staying on site. My favorite part, the fast passes. And even that though, is that not like, and we do it a lot. Can you imagine That's people the who. That's stressful part. It's, it's very stressful, even for us. I mean, we sort of like it and it's fun, but literally within seconds it's sort of like a computer game where you're like trying you're like trying to get to the end fastest you're like it's like a race against other people who can get the fast pass first it is and then you're on there and it's like oh shoot i couldn't get this on this day my app now is i gotta glitching. get it on oh, no. thursday but now your whole itinerary's got to change because you had booked Maybe your dining already you. well you know this is the thing it, Maybe it, that's just you things can be gone in seconds two months out in seconds. It, literally in seconds, uh, especially at busy times of year, like spring break or things like that, or Christmas or times when it's busy. And it's very stressful. It's stressful for us, so even as regular visitors, but it's super stressful, if, if not even overwhelming completely for people who don't go a lot. Yeah. And then at the 30-day window, you know, good luck for people who aren't staying on site who get this. Good so, luck. So how fair is this really? Right? Not really, but... The thing is, if you want, you have to make the decision. How badly do you want fast passes enough to stay on site? But even if you are staying on site, you really got to know and keep on top of all these windows, right? So people who go yeah. less frequently, they're not hip to the whole... Disney vacation is <gasps> Disney, not... Disney vacation planning Disney deadlines. vacation planning is not relaxing. Oh, which beach hotel do I want to go to? Left or right? No, it's go, go, go. Get it. Yeah, the planning is stressful. And most th it's the most stressful part. You know, as I was thinking about what to talk about in this podcast, I, I, you know, do you remember the paper fast pass days? You mean when I was three? Yeah. No. Like, do you really? Like, I actually think that was in. Well, yes, because we do it at Disneyland. Right. Oh, yeah. So I know what it's it like, but I don't remember it. At Disney at World. At Disney World. I don't remember the experiences of that specific location, but I know the general idea and purpose of the paper fast pass so it was still stressful as many listeners to our show will understand that you used to have to like bolt from the gate and you had a whole different strategy about getting fast passes here and then going yeah. there and then you you know they had your time you'd have to come back all that sort of stuff but i think overall well i think the electronic current version is better for us because yeah. we're we do it a lot so we're good at it but for the average if you're looking at fairness for all visitors the paper one might have been more fair. But then again, is it? Because what if some people don't like wake up that early? Like, well, at least at least there's a level playing field on every single day, just like Disneyland. It so starts, then what's the push to stay on site? Well, on-site people can get into the parks earlier, at least at Disneyland, right? You got your Can they? Yeah. Or is that going to change too? Well, we don't know. Disneyland's a little different too because they have... Other things we'll get into. Yeah, but I remember like my mom, when we were at Disney World, I remember her waiting in like hour long lines to get Radiator Springs Fast Passes. At Disneyland, you mean? Yeah, at Disneyland. Like yeah. hour long lines. Yeah. So is that really fair? Well, because at least everybody has an paying, opportunity to yeah, get in that Yeah, but maybe line. she's paying a lot more for a hotel and maybe that's why prices are so expensive. Right, so Because let's... the prices are expensive because you are getting a nice room, you're getting a good location, a nice view, and... You're getting a better chance to get fast passes or dining or, or such things. So this is the first you're getting into what I call pay for play, right? And this is a big sort of topic right now and something I wanted to get into. Do you think that it is fair or good or right that those who 
either stay in more expensive rooms or willing to pay more should get premium access to things. In a certain, to a certain degree, not completely. Let's elaborate on that. What do you mean? Well, in a certain degree. I think it's like people who stay at the Grand Floridian get all the nice fast passes. And if you stay on site, you like, you don't get anything. You just, you have to wait in all the lines. No, I think maybe they should have a little bit of a better chance. Well, let's, but not completely. Let's look at some of the things because they've been sort of playing around with this. And during this summer, you know, as a lot of people are saying, there's Disney's, you know, if there's a silver lining to COVID summer, they're going to be able to test some of this stuff as the genie was supposed to roll out later. And we'll get into that. But let's look at a couple of things we know. They were testing at club level, Disney World. You could pay to buy extra fast passes. But still, I didn't do it, right? We didn't actually do that. Yeah, because you don't want to pay. No, not because I don't want to pay. Just we weren't in club level during that time. Oh, we've I know, been, we've been in the villas. But here's my maybe question. Maybe some people don't want to pay. They're already paying enough for club level. Right. And and you don't have to. That's the thing. You don't have to pay. But even if you paid for those fast passes, here's the question. What's the point of paying if all those fast passes are gone because they were booked 60 days ago? Or did they open up a special door? And we also know, remember Disneyland Paris? Yeah. Oh. The VIP yeah. fast pass. That I quite like. So if you're not familiar with Disneyland Paris. And Disneyland Max Pass. Well, that's different. So of, let's but do it's Paris. sort of the similar idea. Well, Paris did it this way. Yeah. If you stay in club level, you get the VIP Fast Pass. And I believe they used to sell it, but they don't anymore. And the VIP Fast Pass is an unlimited Fast Pass. You don't have to book uh, anything. You just go to the Fast Pass line and you get this on. I like. With one or two exceptions. Most, almost every single Fast Pass had uh, allowed it. And it was awesome because it really allows you to, you know, get through the parks on Fast Pass rides fast. And it was only for their highest end or highest paying clients, those in club level. We were at the Disneyland Hotel Club, uh, Castle Club. And it was great, right? Now, Max Pass, again, it's basically a paid Fast Pass at Disneyland. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. And I like the Max Pass. I think it works well. Yeah, I was looking at that. It's a decent amount more expensive though, right? But do you think, the question I have for you is, the concept, all of these things, essentially, if you pay extra, you get something extra. Do you like pay for play? Um, I think I do. I do. I'll say uh, that. Like they have those early morning hours where you could. We've never done these. I think I we do. We don't want to, but I think I do like pay for play, but I don't think it should be a ridiculous amount of difference between pay or make the price difference a little bit lower. And this is all coming into the conversation because we know that Disney vacation planning after things, if ever, get back to normal, whatever normal is, it's not going to be the same. There's speculation, you know, I've been reading articles and I've been talking to you about it, that extra magic hours will never come back. Will the fast pass system ever come back the way we know it now? Maybe not. Maybe I it's it to. Maybe it's one of these new things or new variations. And, you know, extra magic hours, the... Because I really don't think extra magic hours are great anyway. The late, Why? Because they're so crowded. Everybody goes, right? There's a lot of on-site hotels. So they sort of used to be good, but now they keep opening it up to more and more people. So Yeah, that's a problem. So then they started with these pay-for-play, and we didn't do one. But basically what some of them were, for example, in Fantasyland in the Magic Kingdom, 
before the park opened, they had two or three hours and you paid whatever it was, 80 bucks. I can't remember. And you got early access to certain rides in Fantasyland and a breakfast. Well, you go on the mine train and a breakfast, right? I was going to say $80 for certain rides. Yeah, so you go on mine train or all that stuff, which is good. You know, I think I... Do you get the good rides or do you get... No, the good rides were in it. The meh rides. No, the good rides were in it. And so I think those things are good. I don't begrudge anyone. Some people get upset about this. I don't, right? We do a lot of pay-for-play stuff because I like to pay to get an advantage. But we didn't pay $12,000 to go see the castle suite. Yeah, you know that's that a little bit steep for me. <laughs> a little bit. That's a lot of steep. But but by the same token, I don't care if they offer that to someone who wants to pay for it. But the early ones, you know, that just takes crowds away from using up fast passes the other way, theoretically. So this all, you know, I started to think about this episode because they're doing all this stuff this year. You know, they're, they canceled all the fast passes. They canceled all the dining. They're going to be testing different things now that they have an opportunity to do so. But also there was the Disney Genie. And I don't think you even remembered about that last year. I don't know what that is. Yeah, I'm let me go just, with a no. Me, oh, and one thing I did want to say before we get off this pay thing, Disney World is pretty much one of the only parks who doesn't offer a really good pay-for-play opportunity. Like, look at Universal. We love theirs, right? We loved... Oh, yeah. It's it's essentially a paid front line. And it's true. Like, you don't have to go through the Fast Pass line when you do their VIP tour either. But on their regular pay-for-play pass, you it's good. And they have one. SeaWorld has one. We, yeah. We've oh, used yeah, that. We even Wonderland. We like to experiment yeah, with our, the Even our place. local, Canada's Wonderland, our local theme park here in the Toronto area, they have one as well. And then the Max Pass and the VIP Fast Pass in Disneyland Paris. So Walt Disney World is pretty much one of the only major theme park resorts that doesn't offer one. So it'll be interesting to see as this sort of retooling comes with the Disney Genie, and anything else, do they start offering that? Because I think they have to do something about the fast pass system to make it a bit more fair. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's completely fair. But then if you do it completely pay for play, then people who spent all their money already on hotels or park tickets, then they can't get good fast passes. So then, yeah, I, I don't think they, I agree. They shouldn't do it completely pay for play. But it, it yeah, offering it to saying. some people takes some of the stress off the other system and spreads it out. They'll have yeah. to use their sort of tech to to measure out how it works, but every other major resort's doing it, so. What I think would be a good idea is to have certain more fast passes available to those who pay and only a certain few for those who don't as much. So you're way more likely and you get more for your money, but you're not totally. I like that idea. That's sort of what I was thinking too. Yeah. There's like, I guess if you're saying what, I, what I'm what i thinking, there's extra slots Yeah. for, let's say, deluxe resort people. Exactly. Or annual Those who pass pay holders. more have much better chance of getting. Or Club 33 or, yeah. or DVC exactly. members, right? The more yeah, you pay, the more chance you get. But if you aren't paying as much, you still have a little bit of a chance, not nearly as much as some other people, but still. But at least there are passes open for you yes. in, a, in a special tier. I think that's a good way too. So exactly. let me read you. I just pulled up what Disney... So at D23 last summer, when we were in California, actually, it was going on, they announced the Disney Genie and what it is. So it's a separate planning app. So they're trying to create their own Disney vacation planning app, a smart technology-driven app. So it says 
Disney Genie will make planning easier and more fun by providing customized itineraries geared to your interests right at your fingertips. So how is it different than my Disney experience? Because from a royal princess themed day at Magic Kingdom Park to a trip around the world at Epcot for foodies and even a perfect day for thrill seekers, certain features of Disney Genie will also be available for your preferred travel professional. I was wondering about that. Oh. Is, Disney, is Disney Genie going to put travel agents out of business in terms of planning vacations? And then it says, sometimes you may know exactly what you want to do, but you may not know the best time or order in which to do it. You'll be able to tell Disney Genie what you'd like to experience, and it will quickly evaluate millions of options and present you with an optimal day. And best of all, it's flexible. That's if you really change cool. your mind for any reason, Disney Genie will re-optimize your day. So yes, it sounds really cool. I like that. But. But there's the cat. <laughs> the devil's in the details, There's right? more. There's more. Well, it's really what we don't know. So it makes it sound so easy. And there were some screenshots of it. That, but can it re-optimize your day if there are no fast passes available? Are you just stuck in the same boat that Disney Genie says, sorry, that is not available. Sorry, that is not available. Or will Disney Genie have a special cache of fast passes? Or maybe Disney Genie's a paid app. Well, exactly. Who's Disney Genie for? And is Disney Genie taking over for my Disney experience? I think the belief is no, but we don't really know that. Well, Disney, in my opinion, Disney Genie plans your vacation. My Disney experience, it's your experience, so you're planning your vacation. So if you want to do it the way we do it now and we're good at it, yeah, you use My Disney Experience. If you're exactly. new or you want to, or even if we wanted to try something new, yeah. it's, it's, it, when Maybe I read it. we'll try and do an episode on it. Yeah, it's almost like, um, you know, it's like a tour, it sounds yeah. like. It's sort of an Epcot, oh, okay, let's do the Epcot foodie thing and see what it creates for us, and then we do a new tour. So... It could be fun, but the devil's in the details, right? How it'll be a bomb if if it just frustrates you because you try to change the schedule they made, or it tells you there are no fast passes for anything. <laughs> like how yeah, so early? Maybe they should have extra slots for yeah, Disney Genie so users. I think there's more questions than answers to about. Or it. maybe Disney's just withholding the answers. Well, it was supposed. All they said was late 2020 for a launch date. Now, all that could be thrown into the wind because yeah. of, you know, now they had, you know, they have to change things, obviously, during COVID. So, but maybe they'll test, you know, maybe they're going to use this as a time to test. Exactly. To, te to test how the Disney Genie will actually work. So yeah. really, what, all, all, I think all we can say for certain about the future of Disney vacation planning is it's not going to be the same. And it's not going to be the same because the genie was coming in. And now it's not going to be the same just because there's a new world reality. With it won't be the same. The Maybe it'll be better. Around. Yeah. Hopefully it doesn't get worse. Change isn't always for the worst. Sometimes changing something you like can only make it better. So what do you think is the best approach? Given all these things we've discussed, what would be the best sort of model in now your that, opinion? Now that's sort of hard. So I do like pay-to-play, and as I said at the beginning, to a certain degree. And what I think that means is, so for example, you have the Disney Genie app, and maybe it's a paid app, or maybe you get a better, you get a higher... Maybe there's different levels yeah, within exactly. the Genie. 
you get like the premium experience if you stay at like the Grand Floridian or if you're part of Club 33 or something. Or maybe you don't even know that. And behind the scenes, it knows where you're staying and it's showing you yeah. different options and it's showing Pop Century because you're staying Grand Floridian Club exactly. level. So it shows you more options for how to get rock and roller coaster. Like let's say someone at Pop Century's trying it and they only have one slot for every three people and you have five slots for every three people. Yeah. Like some, it could be. We don't know. more but that, option. Because really, they're a huge range, like we discussed at the That's beginning. There's so I many think. different traveler types. Yeah. So what I think is the optimal or the best moving forward choice is for a little bit of pay-for-play, but not completely if you don't pay anything you don't get. So you get more if you pay, but there's still a smaller chance that you can get Yeah, something. so that's what I agree so with. So you start with a little bit. So if you stay at the lowest end, you start with a little bit. And as you work your way up, the more expensive options, you get more. But you're not getting nothing if you're staying lower end. And that Disney, that would make sense from their business perspective because they want to incent you to yeah. spend more money, right? Exactly. But, but, but you don't miss out on anything if you don't. You just have to gonna exactly. have to be a little bit quicker. You're gonna have to be like we plan right now. Yeah. Which is fair, right? I think. So yeah, so probably some sort of hybrid model somewhere in between is gonna be the answer yeah. to this. Something that, you know, works for all guest levels, but it works better than it does now. Cause right now, I don't think it really works at all. I think I mean there all sorts of guests can be shut out if you're not there in that sixty day window. Or you've got things like Look, you know, the mobs when Rise opened, Rise of the Resistance, when that opened and you had, you know, tens of thousands or thousands of people standing outside Hollywood studios every day and then COVID hit us. So we don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with Rise when things reopen. Yeah. But really, the point is there's a, mm -hmm. just a huge range of travel types. And now they've got this new app that we're not really sure how it's actually going to work from a whole bunch of reasons. Are they going to take functionality? Because I really like my think, Disney experience and I, I don't want it, it to lose functionality. Be, I think what it should be and what I think it maybe will be is you give, you get. You give them more money, you get more fast passes or you get a better chance at fast passes. And yeah. So pay for play, give for get. And the real chance, so the challenge for their tech, I guess at the end of the day, it's going to come down to their technology people. They, they need to manage flows behind the scenes. So yeah. they need to know what's going on and they need to do it better than they're doing it right now and, yeah. and still somehow tackle all these problems that currently exist. But I don't think it's going to get worse. Disney is, it's a very big company, but it's also a very good company. They have millions of people, like millions of people who love. Who like love them? Millions of people <laughs> who go. To their parks and resorts? Yeah. Yeah, definitely millions. Like they have millions. People there a year. So you don't get millions if you're not a good company. But I, I also look at it this way. There's, yeah. there's so many, there's a whole like industry mm -hmm. of businesses and websites out there whose whole being is, you know, using computer models or all this yeah. stuff to, you know, show their prowess at uh, planning <laughs> Disney vacations. I think it's a bit silly sometimes. But the fact that a whole industry has emerged around planning the complexity of a Disney vacation shows you <laughs> that the yeah. system's not good. So you need I, spreadsheets, honestly, mm -hmm. right? Like, 
people have asked me, you know, back, way back when I was doing travel and on 1923 Main Street, before we started the podcast, I used to have this spreadsheet to plan your vacation and people still ask for it and I send it when they want it. But the fact that you need that, that's what that's what scares people away from Walt Disney World or they get there and they miss out. But so the, if the genie can help with it. The but that's because you know. Yeah. If you don't know, think of your friends. Disney has so, you have to think of it like this way. It has so many good options. That's what you're struggling to choose from. There's just so many good things about it. And you know it. what? I think that's what the genie is trying to so tackle. So really, it's better to experience some good things than than at all. And as you say that, that's what I think, like what I just said. I think the genie is trying to tackle that for yeah. you with Disney's own technology. Exactly. I which completely I think, agree. Which I think is better than a lot and of I this third-party stuff. And I do think stuff. it's a good idea. Yeah. Because so. I trust Disney to plan my Disney vacation, too. And, you know, maybe if you use theirs, theoretically, you're going to get better access to certain <laughs> things, Exactly. Right? <laughs> Uh, so we'll have to see how this all nets out. I'm sort of excited for Disney Genie. And I, yeah, and I do think uh, if it if it is a little bit of a pay for play, that works well for both customers and a corporation, because Disney gets more money and they just give you a few more fast passes. But you want that, you want to experience the good ride. And maybe if you're not giving Disney as much money, then you have less of a chance, right? So yeah, and I know a lot of people don't like do that. Have but I agree chance. with you. And I, you know, but they are a I've, business and it's never meant to be a cheap place to go. Yeah. And I think, I think as long as the people who don't pay as much still have somewhat of a chance, then I think it's okay to do pay for play. Yeah. And that's how all, uh, I mean, it's not like they're, they're actually the last if you really, if you got Universal yeah. SeaWorld, every other, you know, even their own other parks offer various services that essentially are pay for play. Yeah. So. I think it's got to come to Walt Disney World. It's a question of how will it shake out? It's going to be sort of fun to see. Yeah, but I trust Disney and I think they'll come up with something fantastic. <laughs> I do as well. I sure hope so. All we can say for 100% sure is Disney vacation planning will never be the same as it was before March of 2020. Ever. Ever. It's going to be different. Hopefully better. Hopefully yeah. better. So listen, this is a hot topic. I'd then, love to hear. Okay, people, what? But then it's gonna be better. Maybe people were worried when they took away paper fast passes. Well, I I didn't. I, I sort of started missing them in some way. I I do like, like I said, I like the current system you're, because I'm you're gonna because like, I know it. Yeah, but you're but always gonna miss as much as we things. Do. You're all you're. They're never gonna change something, and you're always gonna think you're always better off. Like I I know I'm saying always a lot. Yeah, but. I feel that there's always a chance you're going to miss something that's been in your past, but hopefully you like your future more. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I think the new one is better. I, we don't have to run around, but the old one was yeah. probably more fair, but it also not some, perfect. Yeah. So I would love to ask our listeners to share with us your thoughts on this whole future of planning. Yeah. Do you think what you know about the Disney Genie is a good idea? I'll put a link to Disney's official release in the show notes so you can read what they said about it. Do you think it's a good idea? Do you not? Do you like the current system? Do you, do you not? Do you think it will be successful or a big fail? Yeah. And do you like the idea of pay for play? Even people who don't want to pay, I think it does take load off the other systems. That's the thing. Yeah. It would freeze up more fast passes in a way. Exactly. And if Disney's monitoring the load behind the scenes. So lots of stuff. It's pretty complex, really, because it is a complex <laughs> resort. 
So it's going to be interesting to see how it all shakes out. We'll be watching closely and we'll be doing future episodes on it as required. So thank you as we took a journey into the future or crystal ball of Walt Disney World vacation planning. And piggybacking off of my intro, I see. Yes, I am piggybacking (laughs) off of your intro, of course. (laughs) So listen, please do reach out to us on social media or on the website. Let us know your thoughts. We'd love to hear what you're thinking about the Disney genie and what you think would be good things to be considered. They've been sending out some uh, surveys to people too. So we know they're looking at this and taking advantage, hopefully, of this time to test out some of their stuff and fine-tune it. So thanks for listening today. Of course, as always, you can find us on uh, social media at 1923 Main Street and our website at 1923mainstreet.com. Instagram, Twitter, Google, Facebook, we're everywhere. And Pinterest. Pinterest, wow. Okay, we really are. We really are everywhere. The only thing we're not on, well, you are, but I'm not, (laughs) is TikTok and... (sighs) Uh, I'm not. I'm not going to be one of those people. Sorry. Yep. I, Sorry. <laughs> I am not TikToking, so I'll save you all from watching that. <laughs> anyway, listen, everyone. Thanks for joining us, and we wish you all a very magical day. Bye bye. Bye-bye.